0: This is The Yay, I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! (laughs) As always, we are sponsored by Central Works, a new play theater, headed up by Gary Graves and Jans Leifler. Central Works, reinventing theater one play at a time. As always, we want to thank Central Works for sponsoring us and our wonderful consulting producer, Mallory Samara. And happy post-Thanksgiving to everyone. And we have a fantastic guest, Lucian Baker. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing all right. You were um, you were Sterling, in, um lower bottom play as we did a production of uh, Radio Golf, and that was um, in the fall. And I don't think you're in any production right now, but uh, no, you were fantastic as Sterling, and so I wanted to get you on.
1: <laughs> all right, thank you. That was a great. That was fun. Real fun. Yeah, yeah. Sterling's a great role.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, there's a lot. There's something very cool about Radio Golf. I'm sure. The other August Wilson place deals with it uh, because it deals with class. Mm-hmm. It deals with, you know, just relationships and the decisions that you make. I'm speaking about Harmon, the main character. Right. You know, choosing who your friends are and who you, you know, ignore and, and all of that stuff. We'll, we'll talk all about that. All right. How was everyone's uh, Thanksgiving?
1: Mine was great.
2: That's
0: <laughs> yeah, <indiesful. laughs> you were telling me, Norman, you were traveling to uh, Albany.
2: I just went up to Albany. Yeah, it's you know, it, not a big travel, but um, old friends, um, high school alums, and that means uh, for there's a brother and sister, and they both happen to live in the area. Uh, the brother, we probably known each other about fifty years mm. or just under fifty years. So I'm like, wow, that's. You mean like Saint 10 like, No. No, since uh, high school. Oh, wow. So, probably met, like, it, it'll probably be 50 years next year. Okay. Because right. um, I think he's a year behind me in school. But I started high school 50 years ago. Yeah. So... Yeah. No. I Yeah. Either 50 or just or 51 years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's just weird. It's a big number. It's a horrible number. It is. A half
0: it. century, my goodness.
2: But anyway, they hosted... Um, I was telling you outside that uh, they're... Um, Michael, the brother, and his partner, his husband, mm-hmm. are um, both professors, one at Cal, one at Davis. They teach music. So they teach. They've been part of their graduate programs where they're at. So with the grad students, uh, teachers tend to sort of mentor them a little bit more than a normal teacher does. So you invite them out for stuff, you know, especially if they aren't going home. They may not have that money. You bring them over for a meal or whatever. There are people who are graduated and off having their lives. In fact, one woman was there. Her 24-year-old son was there who had also gone through the program with, I guess, with Michael. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so this is generational and yet you still come and you want to visit with these guys. So it says something about that relationship. Yeah, so we had all exactly. kinds of folks there. And also for us, our my, my stepson, uh, her son they're all like in their 20s now so mm-hmm. they're not kids anymore and they're enjoying coming back as young adults and being a per- and part of this yeah. something that they've grown up with
0: it's, <clears throat> yeah it's the exciting. tradition it's it's ama- the tradition of thanksgiving you know just <clears throat> family you know as mm-hmm. i as i go back to washington dc you know there are folks who really do buy into the family and getting together and there are those who are like hey i'm i'm all done with that and i'm just moving on mm-hmm. and those are the ones i was talking with my aunt there's some issues going on with our family, some lawsuits, some, you know, things about property. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Radio golf. (laughs) Hey, boom, there it is. (laughs) And you really, uh, you know, when you think about the individuals, the family members, there are those who really do buy into family and will do everything they can to work to keep the family together. Mm -hmm. And then there are those who are so individual because they didn't buy into the whole tradition thing. Like when I think of tradition, like Christmas and thanksgiving and just coming home for the holidays the job to be done you know we just think oh it's just well you know we're just visiting so-and-so for the holidays and we're cooking or whatever but it's really about tightening the family because those are things we take for granted you think that when your son or daughter grows up they'll always come back home you don't know you just don't know whether they you know buy into it or not mm-hmm. so uh, luchin did you uh travel or did you stay home
1: i stayed here in the bay i uh, went to visit my um brother-in-law's family nice my, my sister's husband mm-hmm. and they're just amazing people i don't even call them in-laws because they're just so warm it's like yeah. oh that's mm. my family too sorry mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah no that's awesome that's awesome
1: but my family is a uc berkeley family and cal Mm -hmm. beat stanford this year so our thanksgiving
0: (laughs) 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 nice no hey that that is fantastic and yeah we were of course surrounded by the television set because being from dc we're commanders fans Uh you know that washington team and of course we hate dallas and dallas won what what can you say but you know once again football you know the family hovering around the television set together and that's what it's all about um Before we uh, get into anything else, we want to thank Charles Blades Barbershop for sponsoring the yay. Charles Blades Barbershop is located at 180 2nd Street in downtown Oakland. It's a very cool, relaxing place where you can get your cuts, and they'll even serve you a complimentary drink. They're also selling men's hair products like um, hair gels, pomades, shampoos, and conditioners. Uh, You can go to cbbgroomingproducts.myshopify.com, or don't even worry about writing it all down. Just click on that link. And you can give the products a try and support minority businesses like my man, Charles Blades
1: Barbers. Charles is a great guy. He used to cut my hair. Oh, yeah? I've known Charles uh, since he started at Lucky AJ's back in the day. Wow. What
0: a small world.
1: Oh, for sure. Especially in Oakland. If you can cut, I've been in your chair. (laughs)
0: No, he is fantastic. Um, Well, there have been some uh, current events. I'm so glad that there's a ceasefire, uh, even if it's temporary, with uh, Israel and Hamas. One of the ugliest things about it is every time I jump on Facebook or um, Instagram, People just taking sides. Oh, yeah. It's as if <clears throat> if you defend the Palestinian people, then you have to be against Israel. Right. Or if you're defending, you know, Israel, then you have to be against Thomas. As if it has to be right. an extreme. Yeah. You, yep. you know, you can't favor one. And hate the other.
2: Well, you can't just be consistent and go, wow, I don't like kids being
0: kidnapped,
2: right. so no kids kidnapped. I don't like kids being killed. You shouldn't bomb hospitals.
0: Right. You know,
2: And that is both sides, so yeah. don't just condemn one side without recognizing this is ugly. I agree.
0: Right, exactly. But Biden's done an excellent job. I don't know what's been going on behind the scenes, but uh, to get this ceasefire, I you don't know, have to take a Herculean effort, so...
2: He's he's pissing everybody off. I guess he must be doing something right.
0: <laughs> well, hey, you you can't please everybody, right?
2: Um,
0: I read an interesting article about the singularity. Do you, do we know what the singularity is? It, it deals with I've AI, and um, basically, it's the point where computers no longer need human intervention, where human uh, where machines can think on its own. Mm. So there was a scientist that said this week that the singularity will happen by twenty thirty one. Uh, This is all about chat GPT and AI. And there was a news uh, this past week about uh, the CEO of um, OpenAI uh, being pushed out by the board members. Right. And then he was uh, brought in by uh, Microsoft. And his workers are like, no, this guy's really, really good. But the singularity, I mean, are we worried about, I don't know, like Skynet or whatever? Are we worried about chat GPT? Or do we we think about that sort of stuff?
1: We think
2: about it, but... You know, it's my stepson is mm-hmm. that's where he's going with his college career oh, right now. Yeah. Dexter, and uh, and so he just is a he's a cheerleader. <laughs> well, you don't understand. Well, this is what's going on. Why would I? Why would I waste time thinking about writing an essay about something I don't care about when I can just let you know yeah. AI do it? And I was like, well, because it's your thinking. Nope that that means nothing
0: to him. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting, because I remember back in the day, calculators were not allowed in the classroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, um, you know, I'm sure in my sister's day, um, you know, having using Microsoft Excel was not acceptable, where you have oh, right. to figure things out. The one thing I would be worried about, I'm not worried about my job being taken over, but I do worry about us being lazier as humans. That's, letting come, Letting definitely ro- an issue. Yeah. Sir? I mean, what do you think, Lucha?
1: Well, I... I laugh because I remember when I first started driving, MapQuest was like a huge thing. Oh, right. You had to go to Kinko's, not even FedEx, but Kinko's and print out the the, the directions. And we really thought we were adults navigating the world. And my father would laugh like I had to learn how to actually use a map, son. But okay. And here's the thing. Even Maps was new technology then. Yeah. Yeah. And... I don't want to be one of these old-timers who lives in fear of technology. I want to be able to welcome whatever the new thing is, but I just also would like us to keep in mind there are other things that happen when we allow technology to pretty much live for us. People are lazier. People are a lot less social and afraid of each other. My
2: wife will use Waze or Google Maps, but she will look at the whole thing, look at the route, So that she has in her brain An image of where she's going So she's not just waiting for the phone To tell her what to do next She refuses And I'm like, well If we can encourage that Then, you know They're tools So, you know I'm sure in the age of swords When suddenly everybody had You know, that three foot piece of metal wandering around on their hips mm-hmm. I bet a whole lot of people got cut all, all over the place the before they started going oh you know what a yeah. sheath is a good idea hey maybe you should hang it like this right. hey maybe I should take this off when I do certain right. things yeah. you know it, it's a learning curve
0: I mean I'm reminded that my granddad was one who he migrated from North Carolina to D.C. And um, I keep on hearing stories from my family that he built his own house, you know, real, mm-hmm. by himself. Oh, right. Or he, he came from that age where you had to chop your own wood and you had to do things with your hands. Uh, and you had to be as self-sufficient as possible, especially in the black community where you wouldn't, you couldn't get help from others. You had to do it by yourself or from the black community. And I feel that AI, I mean, I'm as technical. I mean, look at my <laughs> my Behringer. <laughs> and I'm, I'm teched up if for anyone who knows me but i still believe in doing things on my own and um being as self sufficient as possible
1: yes
0: so we'll see you know technology is only as good as as how we use it right and how it what's that tyler durden um phrase uh, what the things that we own own us you know oh. the things you but, own
1: eventually end up owning you yeah oh. Oh.
0: but that you know that's depends on us
1: we need more people to uh, quoting tyler durden way. <laughs> 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 fight club yes. yeah
0: and the last thing that i have um there's an interesting thing going on with the New York Adult Survivors Act. That is an act that allows victims of domestic violence to file lawsuits, even though the statutes have passed. And I tell you, it's, it's there are a lot of folks. I've got a list here. P. Diddy, Andrew Cuomo, Eric Adams, who's the New York mayor, Axel Rose, Jamie Foxx, um, who have been hit by lawsuits. So it'll be interesting to see who you know, the next one Uh-oh. is. So... We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think you can get away with something, whatever you did in the past, it usually comes to bite you, you know, yeah. if, 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 if all of these are true.
1: Mm-hmm. And with that, an origin
0: story. Lucian, uh, where were you born and raised?
1: Berkeley, California. Uh, I was actually born at Alta Bates Hospital right there on Ashby. Nice. Right. Came home to mom and dad's place on Harmon Right there in South Berkeley, and I lived in South Berkeley till about age 14, Then mm, okay. we moved to East Oakland, yeah. 23rd Avenue.
0: Now, were you involved in theater, uh, like, I don't know, high school plays or anything like that?
1: Yes, actually, the first play I was in, I was about 7, 8. It was a play against Winnie Mandela, uh, about Winnie Mandela, and, mm-hmm. um The Black Rep in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Nice, and that was your first, how old were you then?
1: I was about 7 or 8
0: seven or eight. Oh yeah. wow <laughs> so your parents you know pushed you into doing. not pushed but you know they allowed you to do it
1: my father is where I get my theater gene from mm-hmm. and I won't say they pushed me as much as they supported me my first time on a stage I just fell in love with it and yeah. they never pushed me as much as just really supported me
0: yeah I think you were telling me I hope I'm not misremembering this but wasn't your father involved in commercials didn't he do
1: no not my dad um Commercials,
0: or was it was he involved in theater? Did he do anything? definitely lots of theater. My yeah. dad did
1: do theater, okay, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I think, um, that's probably where you know you got it. I think you may have seen his you dad perform. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> do you guys talk shop? I mean, theater?
1: Okay. Yeah. we talk theater, definitely. Awesome, he's talked about um, different roles that he thinks I'd be good at. I mm-hmm. know that when I did the meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, with the meaning. I was Rashad, mm-hmm. and Dad was just like, "Okay, so you know, when you're gonna stop being afraid and try to be either Malcolm or Martin?" Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just saying that my eyes got big, and but he, that's my Dad. Like, don't be afraid of those roles that you think you can't do. So that's cool. Very, Shout very nice. <laughs> Did
0: you have any um, formal training, theater training? Did you go to college for it?
1: I went to uh, the American Conservatory for a while mm. when I was a teen uh, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of workshops, too, once I really just realized, okay, this is it. I'm a theater nerd. <laughs> right. I started doing workshops and all of that as
0: mm-hmm. well.
1: Very my, nice. My dream was actually to go to AMDA in in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had I not been a wimp, I would have went ahead and did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that, uh, that's, and I'm not sure what time period it is. AMDA, that's American Musical, Dramat- musical and Dramatic yeah. Academy. Yeah. Yes yeah um now what what techniques did you learn you know at the school did you get get into Stanislavski, anything like that
1: a little bit but i learned dialects uh a bit i learned you have to learn improv mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. like very important that's what actually helped me to be a lot less stiff on stage it's like hey if a cue is missed i'll figure it out right so, uh, <laughs> i've learned a lot of improv in that way and then Shakespeare definitely got into Shakespeare and iambics and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, very very nice. How did you get involved with um, the Lower bottom Players?
1: I met Miss Iodelli. <clears throat> um, another production I was in. Shout out to Jeffrey Greer. We were doing Yay! the spot. I love Griff- Jeffrey. Amazing man. I love that man. Mm-hmm. We we were doing the spot, and Iodelli was brought on to direct. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time. I actually learned a lot under her direction, a lot. Mm-hmm. And didn't see her for a while, uh, maybe like a few years, and then she walked into the place I was working at the time, and just kept looking at her and said, "Hey, I know you." And she just smiled and says, "Yes, you are an actor. I am a director." That's <laughs> how <we do> it. <laughs>
0: yeah, in I.O.'s way, yes. I'm doing things. Wow. And so she brought you in. Yes, she did. What was your first Low and bod- Bottoms play?
1: i was whining boy in the piano lesson Ooh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was that was real fun all
0: right how long ago was that
1: shoot that was at prescott we did that at prescott so that how long ago was that that's 10 plus years i think
0: okay Mm -hmm. like in the arts 2007
1: 2008 i think it may have may maybe team no maybe maybe the tens okay Like 2013, I want to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I've been really impressed with the Lower Bottom plays. When I... um, Working on Radio Golf. That was my first time working with Lower Bottom. And the first time in the space. 1540 Broadway. And, of course, that's something she's very, very proud of. And it appears to me, Io is not just trying to bring black theater to downtown Oakland. But she's also... She's a bit of a... She's a teacher as well. You know, she's teaching a lot of these actors... What it takes to create good theater. I mean, would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, So, you know, we're seeing some really, really cool stuff. And we can definitely talk about radio golf because Norman and I, all three of us, have worked on, you know, whether it be online or virtual or productions of radio golf. And it's one of those August Wilson pieces where it deals with race. It deals with family. It deals with um, gentrification. Uh, and I'll give a compliment to you. You were very, very professional. You, you came on time. Oh, thank you. You worked on your books, you know, get, getting off book as quickly as possible. So discipline was something I never had to really worry about uh, with you. Oh, thank you. So so that's, you know, just compliment on your part. How did it feel playing Stanley? Because Stanley is not... Sterling. I'm sorry, Sterling. <laughs> Sterling is not the... Um, You know, there are lots of very dramatic characters in Radio Golf. You have Harmon, who is the, you know, the titular character. You have Roosevelt, who is really, really out there. Um, You have Mame, and, you know, she has her own objectives and things. But Sterling, he's really just a blue-collar worker. You know, Mm -hmm. he's very, matter-of-fact, to the point. Um, And, you know, he can't be swayed. I mean, he's one of the more realer characters in radio golf yes he is Uh, how did it feel playing him
1: it it was an honor to play him because he's a very important character just in theater
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um just us three as black men right now like i'm Mm -hmm. looking at you y'all are well groomed you you dress really nice (laughs) um let three days go by and you just allow stubble to show up on your oh, face yeah. Oh, yeah. and you decide to just put on that beat up coat that you don't mind wearing because well, it's just cold and you want to run through the store right quick you will be looked you at yeah. like sterling <clears throat> yeah sterling is pretty much like the default mode of the black that's who the black man is looked at if mm-hmm. you do not know him right
0: mm-hmm. right
1: and what i love about him is he's trying he's not trying to not be that Right. His attitude is this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Right. Yeah. And what I love about Sterling is he gave me, Lucian Baker, a courage to just boldly stand in my truth. Yeah. Just studying his character.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing about Radio Golf, because it deals with assimilation, and there are choices we take in our trying to get up, move up the ladder, whether it be wanting to be the CEO or Mm -hmm. just trying to get a house or just, you know, getting a paycheck Mm -hmm. to survive. There are choices that we make and we make choices on who we are when we look in the mirror. Are we happy or do we enjoy? There are some black folks who do not enjoy being black. Mm -hmm. You know, when Roosevelt wants to talk about, oh, I went to the golf course and I hung out with the white folks and I got my foot in the door. He's so happy, but he's making a choice. He's making a statement about who he who he doesn't want to be hang out with. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. Every time Sterling walks on the stage, Roosevelt has almost an allergic reaction to him. <laughs> it's like, I don't want you I don't want you in here. Listen to right. working. Right. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. It's as if a mirror, a reminder of this is who you really are. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to face that at all.
2: Wow. I'd say that's that's the play in so many ways. Yeah. I mean that's I've gotten to work on readings of it twice and the first time I really was Stuck, which I often am with August Wilson, what is this play about? Because I'm understanding these people and their little fusses with each other, and maybe what somebody wants, but what is this play about? And eventually, you you know, by the time you get to the end, you're like, okay, what happened in this play? Because there's a way where... There's impending doom happening But at that moment It's mm-hmm. just like Nothing has really happened Just information has come out Right That once it's out It's, it's going to be big
0: mm-hmm.
2: What is going on And Like oh What's going on is Yeah how do we see ourselves
1: And how do we What is it we're distancing ourselves from
0: yeah? Right 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 exactly
1: yeah, Another thing I see That mm-hmm. happens in the play is It almost seems like Sterling and Harmon are kind of like the conscience for. I mean, Sterling and and Roosevelt are the mm-hmm. conscience for Harmon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like the, 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 for, the, from extreme ends,
1: the 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 angel and the, and, and the guy yeah, with the, the oh horns in yeah, every yeah. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, one is like don't don't forget who you are, and the other one is like progress. You know, be be bigger than what you are.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. Yep. And it's interesting. The Harmon makes that choice, which ultimately destroys his career path, but it brings him truer and or closer religion. to his. His, his core self. Yeah. You know, when he puts the, uh, that incredible scene where you paint yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've made your mark. And then Harmon makes the mark. It's as if he needed you to remind him of who he really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That voice of conscience. Did you talk, a lot of times when I'm involved in theater, I'm usually having, I'm having a, a conversation with the director. Hey, this is where I want to go with it. Or I can say, you know what, let me just make these decisions by myself he or she will let me know if I'm, I'm screwing up or not. Do you, do you yearn to talk? Because I know during the rehearsal, I don't know if you had a lot of conversations with I.O. you know, outside of my presence as far as, hey, am I going in the right direction? Or were you just like, listen, I'm just going to make my decision?
1: In theater, especially as an actor, <clears throat> we find our own styles with that. Yeah, What I've learned to do is to see the character in my head first and present it. To the director mm-hmm. and then i find my medium from what the direction that i've been given yeah mm-hmm. and so from my own perception and the direction i've given that's where i find the medium but yeah i say this to all people who are trying to be actors especially theater yeah you have to know you have to have an idea of how you want to paint mm-hmm. your character what brush you want to use what co- uh, <clears throat> color yeah be humble enough and trusting enough of who's doing the directing Mm -hmm. to allow them to give you input too. And we'll get this beautiful thing that the lower bottom players always delivers.
0: Right, Mm -hmm. right, exactly. And Norman, I'll bring you in because you talk a lot about conversations that you'll have with directors, even before you cast.
2: Yeah, well, I'm always trying to understand. And Mm -hmm. the place I will go is when I don't feel like I understand, then I feel like, and it's just the way I was raised, before I go ask for help... (laughs) I'm going to make sure that I tried to do everything I could do on my own, because I don't want to be called stupid. I don't oh. want to be called... Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, before I go and I ask questions, I've already been digging, digging, digging. hmm And so then, when I go and talk to the director, I'd say half the time, the director goes, Oh, I hadn't thought about that, or, Oh, I don't know. And... But then they're looking at me with new eyes now, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're really, you're really digging into this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, great, yeah, but I still want to be in your play, so <laughs> help me. Help me figure out where I'm going with this. Right,
0: and a lot of times that's part of the negotiating process. Like, you know, someone may be thinking of casting you, but they need to know what direction you're going to take this character.
2: Um, well, I I, I find... That I don't get that luxury much at all. I okay. find I'm often in the position of, I'm playing this role and I'm not really sure where to go with it. Let me do my work. Let me mm. do my research. Yeah. And now, now I can engage in that conversation. Yeah. And I'm happy about that because then I'm not just doing it out of my head. I'm bouncing it off of that director and they may be helping. They may be giving me some direction that'll help me. Right flesh it out but mm-hmm. what I love about it is by going at it that way then it is really rooted in me and mm-hmm. my choices but they they're the steer they're the one driving this thing so. right
0: and you make a good point about the lazy actor the actor that asks a lot of questions but they haven't done any research or they've done little research it's like hey listen the an- a lot of the answers is just right there in the script mm-hmm. or it's set in the 60s or it's set in the 80s we're in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of things you can gel you know there are a lot of things you can absorb from well, that
2: i've run into this with writers too um where you know like there was a point where um a writer was being commissioned they were going to commission a writer to do a special piece for richmond mm-hmm. and one writer kind of came in going yeah I'm, I'm from the area and whatever you want just let me know what you want the other writer came in this is the history of richmond this is what's been going on i'd like to incorporate this i was thinking about that here's how music will fit in that's the one that got the job. Yep. Because coming in too much of a blank slate means they, you know, starting from scratch. Yeah, that's all the
0: more work now yeah. it's going to take to get to the final product.
2: Well, and I want, like as a director, I want to know where you're going with it. Like we were talking about, we just did a reading last weekend. Mm-hmm. And Balling. Gary in many ways is not, and I'll, you know, I'm saying this publicly. I'm not, it's not a dish on him, but Gary is not in my mind, James Baldwin. Mm -hmm. But once Gary understood what he was going to be doing in our story, he created a James Baldwin. He created something. And I was so excited to see how solid that was. I was like, okay, I'm going to put my thoughts and feelings aside on this and recognize that it's working. Mm -hmm. And now let me shape the story to bring out what I want to bring out. Yeah.
0: And that's a good point because... You know, sometimes you cast the person that you that pit, pit, that fits the image in your mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say Sterling. You know, I don't know if Doctor Io really saw you, Lucian, as Sterling until you actually have a little bit of the script out of your hands. You can actually work. I will give you another compliment. There's one wonderful beat. It's a monologue that you have, and you're talking about. You know, um, basically Harmon says, "Hey, listen." I check to see if you are a you know licensed contractor. You're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and you go into, not, I'm not going to say a tirade, but you go into this monologue. And I always ask myself as an actor, what prompts the monologue? Right. Why is this person saying it? Mm-hmm. Is it just exposition for the audience, mm-hmm. or is there a justification for it? There's definitely a justification. You're. It's as if you're saying, "Hey, listen, I need to tell you." what I've had to go through. And really the beat is don't reject me. Don't reject me just because I'm not on that list. Right. Let me tell you what I've had to go through. And the end of that monologue, you say, you talk about how you were at the orphanage and they said, Sterling is a little slow and you just state it, you know, it's, and, and because you underplayed it so much, it had so much power. Uh, You'd almost cry if you're in the audience because he's a grown man a strong, you know, grown man being so vulnerable, talking mm. about what happened when he was a kid and the fight that he's had to climb to get some sort of respect. That's right. How, how did that, how did that, that monologue, I mean, that, that beat?
1: It was a beautiful, here's what I love about August Wilson is he, he just puts it there for you. It's already just a template. Yeah. And you just pour yourself into it. Yeah and so just in the script like you said is doing the research you can you can tell where this character's been from and what he's been through so i think as human beings even if it's not the same rejection we've all felt that Mm -hmm. rejection at some point of our life yeah Mm -hmm. so if i can tap into that same feeling and touch anyone else observing Mm -hmm. that place in them where they felt that rejection then i'm doing my job as an actor
0: so Lucian doesn't have to be at that orphanage and being told you're a little slow, but you can find some parallels oh, for to sure. connect. Yeah. Oh,
1: for sure. Um, shoot, even if it's being picked last for kickball yeah that's uh-huh, being right. told you're a little slow yeah, yeah, yeah and that's a terrible feeling we yeah. act like it's not a big that is a huge deal you just picked yeah. me last right that right, means right. you didn't want me to play right <laughs> so right. yeah and i still feel that oh yeah. you know yeah and so oh, yeah. even if it's a, a seven-year-old watching the play i think that they can identify with that monologue yeah that's mm-hmm. the beauty in august wilson
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that like i said you know because there are some actors who are like oh that's the juicy line let me hit it as hard as possible like you were talking just before we got on the mic there was a lead actor and you were mentioning a production we're not going to mention the production or the actor's mm-hmm. name who was like hey i'm the title character and i'm going to strike my you know title you know my mm-hmm. poses and oh, all the that poses, stuff other poses right yeah.
2: yes no it's it's definitely those actors who are i'm in the spotlight and it's like well yeah but there's a story happening man could you be in the story exactly and I'm trust trying- that the spotlight is going to pick you up yeah. and, and the audience is going to go oh damn
0: yeah and a lot of times, the name itself or the character itself will put an impression in the audience's mind. So you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to love, do a lot. If you're going to be Dr. King, the right. name itself right. has a lot of meaning. You don't have to do an awful lot. I mean, you do have to do some work.
2: Well, you've got you to be present. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I was going to say, oh, August Wilson, there's this wonderful subtlety that is embedded in all of the plays. And so you, as the actor, you got to do that work to to motivate this and, and kind of light the fire on it. But he has built a nice structure that once you light that match, it's going to blow. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be big with it. It's it's there.
0: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> what other productions? Uh, do you have anything coming up in the future? Um,
1: I am open. I'm open to more productions, I've done a few okay. uh, auditions, Yeah, I've done that, of course we're not have, supposed to say what,
0: sure, right, what other companies have you worked with?
1: I have worked with African American Shakespeare, shout out to them. Oh, mm-hmm. what'd you do? Um, what did I do, the last one I did was Black Eagles, it was about oh, the Tuskegee yeah, Airmen, yeah. that yeah. was amazing, mm-hmm. goodness gracious, that was an amazing production. Yeah, you know, that was really fun. I can never think about that without smiling. Yay, good. <laughs> I've done a lot of things with the lower bottom players. Be beyond mm-hmm. piano lesson. I did fences. Oh, nice. Who were you in fences? I was Gabriel.
2: Yay, that's a hard role. <laughs> I was
1: Gabriel. Mm-hmm. You know how we're all theater geeks here. Mm-hmm. There's a point to where we're supposed to put the character away. Yeah. It was hard putting him down.
2: I imagine getting in is not easy, so I imagine once he, you're in that one, it's, it's kind of hard to let it go. <laughs>
1: it was like the point where the family had to sit down like, listen, baby, you, you, you're you not on stage as him anymore, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, because if people
2: don't know, I mean, Gabriel is, and I would, well, he's a, he's a vet, right? Yes, he and is. And he's got a plate. He's got a metal plate mm-hmm. in his head. Mm-hmm. So... You could say he's slow. You could say a lot of other things about trying to describe him. None of it is satisfying because the character is not a buffoon. But there's a way that when we first encounter him, we just sort of go, oh, you just sort of blow him off. Yeah. But by the end of the play, oh, oh, that's gorgeous. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, no, it's powerful. So, what, um, where do you see yourself in the future? Do you want to? Are you satisfied with being here in the Bay? Uh, do you want to venture out to I don't know, L.A. or New York or, or whatever?
1: I love the idea of doing L.A. or New York. Mm-hmm. I love theater a little more than film, so I could see New York a, a bit more. Okay, but yes, you know that was the dream originally. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: life takes you through all kind of turns. You, the right. Next thing you, you blink, you're like, "Wow, I'm a parent." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going
0: to ask about your kids. So uh, I think you have two boys. Is I do right?
1: have two boys. Uh, How a, old are they? Jamu will be fourteen oh. this this January. Mm-hmm. And his little brother Taj is five.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the 14 year old, is he? I don't know. I'm sure he's seen you on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does he? Is he a theater Uh, bug bit him?
1: He he has. He's done done a few things. Uh Yes. I put him in his first play. uh, Him and his sister were both in their first play at Mm -hmm. um, The Black Rap.
0: Uh Oh, nice. Both of them got their first.
1: First, uh, getting their feet wet. Mm-hmm. In yeah, theater, so I'm proud of that, and it was at the Black Rep also. So very,
0: very, very. nice. Very, very nice. <laughs> Have you thought about, I don't know, YouTube videos or anything mm-hmm. like that?
1: I need to direct it somehow. I just keep sitting back and saying, I need to do more, I need to do more. But I've thought of that. Uh, I need to just stop thinking. Yeah. There comes a point where it's like, okay, you, you think well, your brain is working. Mm-hmm. What about those feet, though? Can those feet produce anything? Because uh, <laughs> i you know noticed a lot of actors,
0: up. they're putting up reels of, let's say, monologues and just you know throwing them online just to see... Number one, if, if there is a casting call, they can just shoot the video there. Or, that's let's brilliant. say if nothing's happening, they can you know, people can say, well, let me look on Lucian's page. Oh, he's doing mm-hmm. a monologue from Radio Golf. Okay, that's interesting. I can put him on, in mind. Wow. So that's, that's what folks are doing.
1: I'm glad so, you said that. That would be fun, too, because then I can just go to thrift stores and find things that will be good for a costume. Right. <laughs> yep. That yeah. is brilliant. I would really enjoy doing that, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, you know, like I said, that's that's what's happening out there. It's
2: a weird, we're, we're in a weird place with it, though, because the union has, oh, Equity yeah. has just said no.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, under with the lockdown, that's what everybody had to do. Right. And that was the way that we came back. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we were back, the union said, okay, enough of that. And to be fair, when you step in the room... You can light something. You can shoot something. You can light it. It can sound brilliant, mm-hmm. and then you walk in the room, and that's not who you really are. It's yeah. like when you send that that high that high gloss sure. hit shot, and then you walk in, and you've got forty pounds and ten years.
0: Right, right.
2: Like okay, no. So you know. So the union is saying you need to first let these actors show up in person. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, they're allowing a little bit of video, but they've really pulled back on it. Mm-hmm. And I think producers have recognized that, too. I I know people in this community who have gotten coached. And I like I there was an actress I had worked with her a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, she got coached. Mm-hmm. I went to the generals, mm-hmm. which is coming up. Yep. Um, I went to the TBA generals and I saw her walk on stage. I was like, oh, I know her. And she came out very poised. Introduced herself, did her first piece, took a breath, did her second piece, nailed it. And I was like, okay, somebody grow up. Ooh, I'm 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 really surprised. Mm-hmm. So the next thing I heard, she was in, what is it? Um Blues for an Alabama Sky, which is a beautiful play. Mm-hmm. And and she was playing like that main, that central female role in it. And I was like, oh god, I've gotta go see this. She's gonna be incredible with this. New level of skill that she's attained. This is going to be amazing. Oh, it was so close to Chitlin Circuit. I was just... Oh, no. And that's not the play. The play has got a delicacy to it, and this was just crude. And it was all of her bad habits on display. And I realized what happened is somebody took her money and said, do it like me. (laughs) Yep. And that's what she did. And so she was able to send that out there. Mm -hmm. So she was capable of it with the right direction. Mm Mm-hmm. But still hadn't really incorporated those skills for herself.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the problems with uh, with with monologues like that. Uh, even even if you have a polished monologue that you you know mm-hmm. go up on stage or you know or filmed, that's why I like sides or you know like mm-hmm. uh, you know the cold reads. Like, how, do you have a preference of uh, cold reads or a memorized piece? Yeah, a memorized piece.
1: I think that least what I'm seeing now is you do one of each
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: I like that yeah because yeah. it allows we, we trust that whoever is observing the reading or the monologue is open-minded enough to know okay one of these is a cold read, another yeah. one of these is something I memorized right, right so that it gives me a fair margin mm-hmm. to be judged on you know so no, I
2: definitely agree with I you. like
1: both but if I could take my pick I like the cold read a little bit better
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just yeah. a
1: little bit. Yeah. Give yeah. me a few chances to mm-hmm. to, to wear it yeah. and feel the character, but I like that because it's just like, okay, this is me mm-hmm. right in the beginning, knowing nothing about the character. Right. Yeah,
0: I, and I I prefer that as well because number one, I get to see the piece, because usually the cold read is what you're going to be doing. Yes. Right. Exactly. And also, I can work with whoever I may or may not be working with and you know, the director can see what the uh, rapport is or you know, what go. the chemistry is. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing one, it was a, um, I had to do a video monologue, but it was live streamed. So they were seeing, you know, the oh, person right. was seeing yeah. me. And one thing that I did, and it's good that I'm talking about this because young actors can learn about this, I, you know, she, the director was like, okay, great, I've seen what I need to see. And I was like, you know what? I saw a, a monologue or a little piece within the play that I'm auditioning for. Can I do it for you? Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, sure. And I did it, and I, I got the part that I wanted. Yay. So, you know, it's taking that extra initiative to, you know, if you want it, you could do your prepared piece, but, you know, mm-hmm. go take that extra step as well. That's right. So, there you mm-hmm. go.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it makes me think of... I remember any number of auditions, it happened to me more than once, where i get an audition, I'm reading the side with this woman that I'd never seen before today, mm-hmm. and... We read through and it feels so good. I feel like wow, she really like she's really into me. This is great. (laughs) I walk out not knowing whether I got the part or not, but I'm thinking, oh, I might have to like try to get her number because that was amazing. Later on I find out she got the part, I didn't get the part, and then it took me
0: this happened to me a couple Mm. times before I finally the
2: light bulb went off. Of course, whoever you are in the room, you can be my best buddy or my worst enemy, whatever it is. Oh yeah that's who I'm going to make you. Everything you do, every breath you take is yeah. going to feed into... I'm going to respond to that. Yeah. And that's what these actresses were doing. Yeah. She don't know me anymore and I know her, but she sure made them see me <laughs> fall in love with her when she read and I was yeah. like oh so and after that I make sure I walk in the room hey it's good to meet you you want to read
0: through this a little bit Yeah. now
2: I get a feel for what you do mm-hmm. okay let me add that into what I'm doing Yeah. so that's yeah. what they see they see me responding to you yeah
0: and yeah that does that does right <laughs> a little bit into method because I can get very You know, if I'm Mm. emotionally connected to the role, then I'm going to let my emotions. Of course, I have control over my emotions, but I am going to. If I'm a love interest with someone, I'm going to find something about that person that I'm going to be attracted to. I don't care who she is, Mm -hmm. or if that were my choice. But knowing rehearsals over, that's it.
2: Right, right. Well, and then so easy said than done. The other (laughs) side of that is the film side. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because with the script, with the stage script, you read it and you think, "I understand this, so this yeah. is mine." Yeah. And I auditioned for a piece on video, and they wrote back and they said, "Wow, the director really liked your piece. He wonders if you can be a little harder with it." And and it was it was a you know it was a very um, aggressive, assertive character.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not not exactly who I am. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, just just popping off in a moment. He was just. You know, He went from zero to 60 in in a second He was just hot I had done everything I could To make sense of that script And navigate it Mm -hmm. with my sensibilities But trying to understand the character Mm -hmm. So when they say can you do it a little different I remembered what I learned from film You do a take And they say hey we're going to do that take again Now as a stage actor I would just try to dig Into my groove a little bit more But for film I went you know what Let me try something else. Let me see what else is in there. Let me see if I can find something else. Because they won't always tell you they want you to do something else. They'll just say, we're going to shoot it again. Mm -hmm. And I figure the worst case scenario is they say... Okay, uh, that was interesting. Can we, we're going to shoot it again. Can you go back to what you did before? And I'm like, great. Now you just validated one of my choices.
0: There you go. Yeah. But
2: here I am in this callback situation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how the hell can I show you something that I didn't already? Right. Like, I thought I picked all the best beats in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And so I looked to see where I could make some different beats. right. And I found that. Well, apparently they liked it because I ended up getting the role.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And I was carpooling with the guy who thought he got the role. (coughs) Yeah. And he's telling me that on the way down. I thought I was going to be playing that character, but they said I'm playing this other guy. And I said, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm playing that character. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I was going to ask you, Luchin, um, just learning from, you know, listening to that. There were times where. IO is giving a direction to an actor. I'm not going to mention who he or she is. And there'll be some blowbacks like, well, what are you talking about? You know, I, I did it this way and I don't, and, and it was a lot of friction and it took up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You never really did that. What is your, uh, and you know, there are li- young folks What's who are listening process? to process of you've made a choice and you're locked into that choice. The director's like, mm, choose something else. How difficult is it? Or uh, how, or if you want to fight for your choice, How can you do that without being
1: disruptive? (laughs) You know, I have to remember, I have this whole fairy tale of being uh, an actor. And Mm -hmm. if I can put that aside and remember, someone invited you to their stage. Yep. Mm -hmm. Then it helps me put it in perspective let me deliver what they're, they've they hired me for. Right. I do have an idea how I want the character to look. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. Of but course. if I can remember at the end of the day, if I invite someone to my party, my my, my thing, mm-hmm. I'm, I have an expectation. And so, number one, I've worked with Ayo enough to know that I always come out a better actor when I just listen to her direction. Mm-hmm. So And I want that. So I listen to that, number one. But if it's not Ayo, or any direct that I'm very comfortable with, then I have to at least allow myself to trust their direction. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't know what they're doing... At the end of the day, people will say, okay, well, all Lucian did was be professional. And, yeah, you, right, you know. right, yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to, I, have I been part of some productions where the director wasn't as polished as I.O. and I listened to their direction and it was a total disaster? Yes. Mm-hmm. But people remembered I was cooperative. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask you this, Norman.
0: <laughs> what advice, Norman, would you give an actor if they're part of a production, which is bad, mm-hmm. which is really bad, you can either say, oh, I'm just going to do what the director says and risk getting a bad review or being told by the outside world, ugh, that, that actor, forget about that. When do you start thinking about your career? Well, so um, we, we try to be
2: respectful and not mention things, but I'm going to mention Marin the Company.
0: <laughs> no, because
2: yeah. uh, I looked it up recently to find out that I first auditioned for them a year or two after it was like the first mm-hmm. or second year that they were in existence yeah i auditioned for them and i ended up doing a small part in the role and understudying one of the major uh, couple of the major roles um and i watched one of the local actors who came into this and he was playing it was tempest he was playing prospero and he came at it in his own way and mm-hmm. the director sort of let him go in his own way but didn't really support it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really that actor making his own choices. Well, you know, season after season, I'm talking to more and more people who are doing shows. Oh, you're doing Hamlet there. Oh, you're doing Henry the Fourth there. Oh, you're doing, you know, the Scottish play there. Okay. Um, how was that for you? Well, <laughs> they basically had to come in and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And not worry about the production and not worry about the director because they only had, you know, when you're, especially if you're a major role in it, your choices are going to inform the other actors, your scene Mm -hmm. partners. Mm -hmm. So if they all come, if you all work together, if they all come along with you, then Mm -hmm. that's what you've got. Right. But if the director is sending them in a different direction and you're just kind of going, I'm tiptoeing my way past what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And that was a huge lesson, because at first I was like, well, somebody's got to stop these people. Like, I wish there were theater police that would just go and arrest them and say, you know, you are operating without a permit. You you do not have a license to do this, clearly. Let's get you off of this theater road. But nobody does that. If yeah, you've got right. a company, you get to do whatever you want.
0: Especially if you own it. I mean, if you own the theater and you're doing the direction, and we know a couple of companies that do that. A
2: lot. Yeah, it's, a lot of you know, places. Your models
0: may vary what the quality is.
2: So what you do in that instance is you do remember, what do I think? How does this feel to me? And I'm factoring in what they're trying to do and where that's going, but I'm not letting this, where I'm not letting them drive. Mm-hmm. But, I'm kind of outside the car, keeping pace with you, but I'm not going the direction you're going. Yeah.
0: And unfortunately in those cases, and I've been in productions where the actors, whether we say it or not, we're like, Hey, listen, once it shows up, up and the director's out there, we're doing our own thing. We're going to we'll be yeah. respectful of the script, mm-hmm. respectful of the production. But if we don't understand why we're right. getting these directions, we got to take these things in, take it in our own hands. Or somebody
2: is trying to realize something mm-hmm. and not recognizing that's not happening. Right. So they keep trying to do that. And you're like, uh, I'm not going to be that fool on stage with the audience going, what is he talking about? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no, right, not right. me.
0: So I think you have a right as an actor to be assertive. You know, obviously you want to obey and hopefully get an understanding of what the director's vision is. And you can even ask, you know, can you re-articulate what this vision is and, you know, what my role is in it? But Well, and you have then be respectful. Th- right, and, exactly. And
2: then be respectful. I've been in ones where I really didn't have much of a clue of where I was supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I am trusting the director to a certain extent. I'm not going, Mm -hmm. well, you're right and I'm wrong. Right. I'm just going, I don't know. And I maybe just don't understand what you're asking me to do. And Mm -hmm. I've I've done shows where I didn't understand. There was a show where I was supposed to reference a musical. Mm -hmm. And why I didn't do my homework and just look up the musical, I don't know, but I didn't. Yeah. And that performance never got where the director or the writer wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And I still... Committed to bringing something to life on mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd been a better actor. I wish I'd been a more humble actor, yeah. and just said, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, those, are, and that. those
0: are learning. Those are learning lessons. It I, is. And, and I will. I will preface this by saying the more professional houses you're in, the less likely that's going to happen because people just know what they're doing and they have a healthy respect. Well, some. Working with Dominique Williams, you know, mm-hmm. she's been, you know, very respectful and, you know, she's on the East Coast now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the other bigger houses. Well, like,
2: no, but I would say, you know, it's it's individual. Because yeah. Robert Kelly, uh, Theater TheatreWorks,
0: yeah. who made
2: this amazing organization, like that organization grew incredibly yeah. under his guidance. But he was a... I see your chessboard here mm-hmm. That was the way he directed I want this piece here I <laughs> sure, want that piece over sure. there That's the way I do it Yeah And if you were more organic Or methody kind of actor Right You are not getting a communication with him That helps you at all But he does tell you that By the time you finish this line I want you to be at the bottom of the stairs Yeah and that's all he wants. You're going to go over it again and again and again until you get the timing that he wants. Mm-hmm. And now you've got to figure out how that ti- how to make sense how of to that make timing, it, how to make it
0: work for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And if you can, that's great. If you can't, you still better be there. <laughs> right. When exactly. you said be there,
0: cause... yeah. And I've worked with Susan Evans, you know, formerly of Eastenders, and mm-hmm. she would block everything, even before we set the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, just we'll just write it on out and. We had better know what that blocking is, and maybe she'll let us change it. Mm -hmm. And it differs from other actors, the directors Uh, directors are like, you know, do what you want to do, and we'll tighten it up, you know, as we go along. So,
2: so I guess if to answer your question, younger actor, I would say, uh, be humble. Yes, Uh, do your homework, because doing your homework isn't just an academic exercise. It's you figuring out how you want to approach this piece, how mm-hmm. you make sense of it. Yeah. So by doing the homework of knowing what every word means, of knowing what every reference is, of knowing what the dynamic is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you
2: know, there's a place where you could get really big, mm-hmm. but something happens after that. And does that build allow that to happen? Or mm-hmm. do you need to contain that? Right. So that that next thing makes, that next beat makes sense. Exactly. You do all that work. hmm come in humble and ready to work yeah. and and recognize that ultimately you are an artist so yep. you are making choices yep don't you know don't be afraid of owning that so many people don't want to go. I for the first few years would not call myself an actor and I went to a party a buddy's party mm-hmm. and he kept introducing me this is norman he's an actor and <laughs> I kept wanting to correct him and I didn't I stopped myself and as I was walking away I was cuz I sort of put it in the back of my head I we're going to talk about this later as I'm walking home, I'm like, why was I going to tell people? I would say, yeah, I'm doing plays. Yeah, I'm in the play. Yeah, I just did a play. Why am I not saying I'm an actor? That's right. Just, I need to own that. Just own and it. so it was weird. I learned. Yeah. I went away thinking, we're going to have a hot conversation. And instead, <laughs> next time I saw him, I had to say, thank you for that.
0: You You yeah. helped me. Yeah. And I would agree with you. Be humble. Listen to the director. But when you've done your homework and when you feel, I, I feel you, you have every right, every actor has a right to say, hey, listen, I have some questions about where we're going with this. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to disrupt the rehearsal. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, outside of, you know, let's say a break or something like that. But if it's if it's really something that's nagging you and you have done the homework, then you have every right to ask. Right. You have every right to challenge the the director. There was one director, uh, I think I've told the story umpteen times. Marriage of Bet and am looking at the poster right now. The director was Jerry Diego, and he was a visual director. I think he he worked more in film. And mm. he was like, okay, I want the actor to, you're going to cross stage left. And the actor was like, why? Why am I doing it? It's like, it just looks good. Just Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's an answer. Yeah, that is an answer. And of course, it did not help the actor at right. all. It's like... I want to stay here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have this connection with this actor that I'm talking to, but and I'm walking away do from our homework. Oh, well. So you're going to have a situation like that. To put a button on it, you have every right to ask and to give okay. yourself the permission to ask.
1: Yeah. Is there a proper way to ask?
0: Well, I mean, just being as, like I said, don't be disruptive, but you can say, can you please tell me why?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me tell you what I'm going through in this beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I understand we're on, we're on time constraints and all that stuff, but I just don't understand why I'm walking away from this actor while I'm having the scene. And the director will either say, well, here's my explanation, blah, blah, blah. If they're a good director, mm-hmm. if they're not a good director and they're agitated, they're like, listen, just do it. I, 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 I mean, we gotta, yeah. we gotta take a break in three minutes. Come on, let's just go. I gotta block right. this thing. And you could say, okay, fine. We'll talk after the break. Right, right.
2: And well, and I would say one of the right. best things I, I learned, learned about directing was a director who said actors need different things There are some people who you can say in the middle of a scene, you know me, I like to interrupt mm-hmm. um, To stop in front of everybody and say, hey, you know, right now that's just flat Can you give that some more energy? Mm-hmm. And there are certain actors that can hear that note, take it in and make the adjustment There are other actors that just get stuck in shame or whatever sure.
0: Well, they make it about themselves. Go ahead.
2: Well, no, everybody's different. And so this director told me that, and I was like, wait a minute. So she said, there's some people, you can say that in front of everybody. There's other people where you need to say, hold on a second, and then walk up there and talk to that person. Hey, so, you know, it's a little flat. Can you just give it a little more energy? That's what they need. And then the one that blew my mind, she said, and there's some people, and it's different now with all the intimacy, Mm -hmm. sensitivity that we have now. Yeah. But she said, some people literally need you to put a hand on it, hand on the arm, hand on the shoulder, and say... Hey, so that was a little flat, you know, could you, could you give it a little more energy? And just that, and I was like, what? And some people need you to write the note and send it to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's knowing, so that's where you start recognizing who your talent is. Right, exactly. Who can I, who can I just say it in front of everybody and you're good to go? Yeah. And who needs me to give you a private moment? Mm Mm-hmm. You know.
0: They're directors who are very intellectual. They love these conversations. They are directors who really are drill sergeants, and you know, they like, "Hey, you know, you, I've given you the command, <laughs> and you're not following it."
2: Or, or like Kelly, like I said, mm-hmm. I know another director like that. So we were doing Dream Girls, mm-hmm. and the actress playing um, Effie is it Effie the um, the uh, the Jennifer Hudson, yeah, yeah, Jennifer Holliday character. I
0: telling you, yeah. yeah, that
2: one. Uh, she said at one point cuz the way the actual stage play is f- made they kind of seamlessly transition through time periods mm-hmm. so you walk out of a room and now it's you know they said oh we're going to we're opening this weekend we got to get this right end of scene they cross the stage and bam there it is they're they're on stage and they're performing it mm-hmm. you know note and sometimes years go by so yeah. sometimes <laughs> it's a simple blocking but what's right. going on? Storytelling is big. Mm-hmm. So she said, "I'm just having problem with this one moment." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Oh, well, oh no!" Because at first he wasn't understand what she was asking, and when she finally said, "Well, it's when I do this," oh no, no, yeah, that's that's when you go to the dressing room. So you just cross, you say your line, and you go to the dressing room. And she said, "No, I'm trying to understand, you know, what's going on. What what's going on?" And he said, "Oh, that's acting. That's your job." <laughs> and I yeah. was standing there, and both me and she laughed. Yeah. Thinking he was telling a joke, and while we were laughing, he was like, "Yeah, that's that's your job." He thought it was a laugh of understanding. Yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, that's your job," and he walked away, and we were like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. And wow. you're
2: gonna have those directors, and exactly what that's are... where you go. Okay, what do I need to do? Right. I'm not I've gonna been lucky. Answer. then. <laughs> I've been very lucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, so for young actors, you will get a variety of directors and production companies and, you know, just take your autonomy, but of course, do your work. That's right. There you go. That's right. All righty. Birthdays. Birthdays. I
2: think my list is not as big this week. You want me to go first? No, I I got it. Okay. um, And I've got some that I'm going to try and skip because you might have them. I got one that I would love to get on the show, but he's not in town, so I don't know. Uh, Daryl V. Jones' birthday is today hmm. Daryl and I are actors Who just keep bumping into each other Every now and then So the last time I saw him at an audition uh, He got the role And I was like Hey Daryl, that's badass So this is today And I think it's also Daniel Savio's. He's the musical director for um, The uh, San Francisco Mime Troupe His birthday right. today um, sounds like you,
0: you know some of these folks <laughs> I'm
1: just you know oh, oh, it's not, okay, yeah, I celebrate low. life Stuart, yeah.
2: and I have to give his full name because his name is Stuart Smith so it's way too common Stuart Evan Smith Jr mm-hmm. is an actor I got to do we did uh, five actors did 43 pres- 43 plays for 43 presidents it's this insane show where some scenes are like 30 seconds long I think the longest one is four minutes and we did all the presidents up to Bush it was, it oh, was incredible nice. Um, Deborah Eliezer I always mess up her name Uh, We went to San Francisco State together And she's actually got a um, Is involved with the company Fool's Fury who I think is on hiatus Right now Mm -hmm. Um, Amy Nielsen, I saw her as an actor But I met her at the alley Alright And and speaking of birthdays, yesterday was Rod Dibble's Birthday Uh, Ah, the late Rod Dibble, yeah, the piano man He he would have been 91 years old, but Mm -hmm. I met her there Amazing singer. And so then she got to do, somebody started doing these Marx Brothers musicals Mm -hmm. and she was playing Harpo, which means she wasn't singing. This amazing singer was playing the... the, the,
1: the, Yeah, the the, little horn.
2: The mute one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fun. Um, You should have this one. I'm going to skip it. Jessica Bates is another actor in the Bay Area who, Mm -hmm. you know, our paths cross occasionally. David Gassner, I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. His birthday is coming up. I'm... And he just had a a health issue that he just kind of announced to everybody. Everything is going well, so may it continue to go well, David. Um, one more name I'm going to skip. I'm not skipping this one because he's my boy, mm-hmm. Son Deway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deway dishes, or we did um, before the dream. the yeah. story of Richard and Wright. James Baldwin uh, he played James Baldwin and. Now we're spending the whole year on Baldwin, and Tondi will be here this week.
1: Oh, nice!
2: So, hopefully, he lives in Atlanta now, so yeah. hopefully he will... Maybe we'll... Uh, he's coming out for his birthday. Oh! Get him on. Oh, Maybe
0: we, we can we'll get him, him on. Yeah. He's
2: only He's only going to be here for... I think he's Tuesday through Saturday.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'll talk to him. Yeah.
2: Uh, Holly Bradford, uh, an actor that I got to work with, one of my first, like... Weekly acting jobs Getting paid weekly mm-hmm. Was uh, with Holly On Midsummer Night's Dream With uh, San Francisco Shakespeare Company uh, Madeline Puccioni mm-hmm. is a, a Bay Area playwright And we get to Cross paths a lot With Playground SF Yep uh, Greg LeBlanc I have never seen him act He does photography But his wife is Jennifer LeBlanc who Oh I yeah with We've heard that times. Yeah, Many times And I know that Greg Has done his time On stage as well mm-hmm. And the last one I have Is C. Kelly Wright um if you want to know what it means to be a hustler in theater you should follow C Kelly Wright cuz that woman travels the country she is just working. <laughs>
0: and so those are my
2: birthday kids for this
0: week. All right, yesterday I'll backtrack just a little bit. Andrea Gordon, her birthday was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, she's a fantastic I believe she's a um you producer brought her on. director Yeah. Done a bunch of stuff. And
2: just uh, started a company after many years not she started the company again.
0: Yep. And two days ago, Chuck Laxon, he had a birthday. Uh, he is a stiffer, Um, a comedian, actor. Uh, he's the husband of Julie Coabara, who has been tearing up the stage, doing all sorts of cool stuff. Mm. I believe it's Shotgun and uh, also stiff, So, Chuck, happy birthday to you. Um, also, uh, three days ago, Keaton Wilkerson, we've had him on, an actor and a... Um, a singer uh he we i was on stage with him when we did women on the verge of a nervous breakdown uh mm. he is actually overseas so he is oh. uh i think he's acting? He, he's acting i think he's Damn. in a uh, some sort of a um uh school um studying oh okay. um upper, upper um upper education studying mm-hmm. um tomorrow i see this name i've never met him don Lacey.
2: Yeah, I amazing. was hoping you'd get Donald yeah. Lacey we can't be in Oakland and not acknowledge Donald Lacey exactly
0: and I've reached out to him one of these days we'll get him on so happy birthday Donald mm-hmm. um, on Tuesday uh, the 28th will be Tom Riley and I've acted with Tom many many times uh, we've, I first was on stage with him when we did Grey Gardens uh, we were in Candide and we were also in uh, I was going to say 110, and, oh, a uh, Civil War Christmas fantastic actor oh, cool, cool, cool. uh really really um <clears throat> excellent and a former lawyer he's retired now mm. uh let's see
2: alex Wong, musician alex Wong. Who uh, did um stuff uh-huh. with musical cafe
0: oh nice you mentioned uh, tan deway mm-hmm. also uh november the 30th Judd farrar uh they are a um um one of the You know, when we talk about theater, we talk about people who are on stage, but we need to bring on more people who are off stage. A technical wizard, a director, um, just a, you know, sound designer, light designer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Judd is fantastic, so happy birthday to you, Judd. Uh, Also on the 30th, um, and I'll be having... Lunch with him uh, next week. Paul Harkness. Paul Harkness is a playwright. Um, I worked. I was in a reading of his Hollowed Ground*, which talked about the Civil War. Oh, and um, Okay. So his birthday will be on the thirtieth. And do I have one more? No, I think that's it.
2: Coleman Domingo. Ah. His birthday is coming up, and we get to claim it because the boy was. That's where he became a professional actor. Was here in the Bay Area. Hmm. Um. And uh, Rustin. Is about to come out. He is playing Bayard Rustin. Bayard
0: Rustin. That's right. Playing, I've been
2: that, seeing the advertisements just, it on just that. Just opened, I think. Yeah. So
0: all right, shows.
2: I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, um, I've got the. Uh, I don't know if you have it. at The playgrounds uh, twisted Christmas is yep. coming up. Or twisted holiday show, I think they're calling it. Um, December 9th and tenth. Sixteenth and seventeenth, I'm -hmm. directing one of those pieces. All right, and my mama's gonna get to be here and see it. So I'm (laughs) I'm so happy about this. Right
0: on. Uh, Also, the Playground Innovators Showcase is wrapping up this weekend. This weekend. So if you can get to see the Latinx Mafia stage reading of Buscando al Ultimo Hombre Gay, Mm -hmm. also uh, Cuneochi Productions is doing a stage reading of Throwaway Temple. So check that out. This is the last weekend Mm -hmm. for it. So catch it.
2: Oh. and ours um, oh we're streaming uh, the, Baldwin, the Baldwin Project uh, is being be, streamed we have a recording of the stage reading that we did last week Yeah. so I'm looking forward to showing off my fantastic actors yeah. uh, Sunday at 7 o'clock
0: hopefully it's a good our good version a if good people, version
2: it. uh, well it's a three camera version <laughs> okay. so we get to see you know the camera actually kind of came in as people had
0: oh nice you know, poems
2: and different things very, so very it's nice. a 7 o'clock Sunday um, if you want to see it you have to write to long name baldwin centennial project all one word baldwin centennial project at com. all
0: right and maybe i'll put a link for that as well
2: oh the you could do the i made an events page on facebook so oh, nice. that might be an easier so link. check
0: out baldwin centennial project on facebook and you'll see all the details no
2: no on facebook it's baldwin it's a it's an event okay so
0: so how about google I, your uh, yeah. <laughs> I am not your negro yeah
2: i am not your negro poet yeah um, if, you on Google, Baldwin. if you look that up on Facebook, it should get you there.
0: Yep, yep, not a problem. Also, uh, this weekend, it will be the closing of The Legend of Georgia McBride at the Ooh, Center Rep. That was quick. So you got to check that out. Uh, Jed Presario, Alan Coyne mm-hmm. is in it. Elizabeth Carter directed it. So check that out. Also, this weekend will be <coughs> the closing of Joe Turner's Come and Gone uh, at the Lower Bottom Players. So check that out. Also, closing tomorrow uh, tomorrow will be We Are Continuous. At the New Conservatory Theater, oh, directed by Sean Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Linda ayers Frederick is uh, back to uh, direct, uh, not directing, but writing play, as a playwright. Oh, and she has her play, The Umbrella Play, which is playing now until December the second. So, is that the Phoenix? That's at the Phoenix. Hey, so check that out. Love the Phoenix. I got, I got to get her back on. Um, the Presidio Theater is doing Sleeping Beauty, uh, December the first through the thirtieth. No, Echley- wait
2: is that the Panto? Uh, They're, they've got a panto that's coming. I don't know if it's Sleeping Beauty or what it is.
0: Oh, shucks. I'm not connected to the internet for ah. reasons. But in any case, yeah, you're probably right. But um, you'll see Echo and Sharon Shaw, mm-hmm. two fantastic actors, um, will be in it. And we have a link to that. The Chanticleer's Theater is doing The Man Who Saved Christmas. That's December the 1st through the 17th. Mm. Curtis Manning, a.k.a. C.J. Strickland, oh, is in that. Yay. I'm so glad that he's getting work. Mm-hmm. Uh the Contra Costa Civic Theater is doing Home for the Holidays which is a musical show. Uh it's sort of uh Lamont rogel is in it and also mm-hmm. Anita Varamontes. Yeah. So it's sort of like a um I remember you know we're of the age where in the 70s there would be these Christmas specials and mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr would be singing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is in that style. Huh. So check that out there's a link to there. Also um the Play That Goes Wrong is playing at the San Jose Stage, stage yeah. closing December the 10th. Nick Mandrakia is in that show and John Rice Williams is in the show. So check that out. Yeah, there's a bunch of
2: folks that I know in that show. Yeah. Speaking
0: yeah. of Nick, he has been nominated for Best Supporting Actor uh, in the 2023 Broadway World Awards in his role in Grand Horizons. Oh! Um, which was also at the San Jose Stage. So San oh, okay. Jose Stage, they love him. Yeah. So they, I know. I got to work with him last year. Yeah. There you go uh, There are a couple of podcasts uh, Barry Graves has The Black Man's Heart So check that out um, Mallory Samara has two uh, podcasts That she is producing As Prescribed And also It's Generational She told me another one And I forgot And I don't have it written down right. but And I
2: think it's Generational maybe on hiatus At the moment
0: Okay so But by all means Check out As Prescribed That's uh, KCBS Radio Yeah also, uh, Central Works Script Club is a podcast where you can download and read a play script and then listen to an audio interview with the playwright. It is delivered semi-annually, so check that out. Uh, Aaron Henney is the Artistic Director of Theater Dibic, That is a Jewish-based theater company. And they have the Dibbicast, uh, bringing creations in their historical context to life, all while revealing their relationships to issues still present today. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we have the, Bendel, uh, the Fobcast, the Bendel Stiff Studios Podcast exploring Philippine American immigrant stories check that out we have jerseys yeah.
2: <laughs> thanks
0: to you uh, we have white we have pinstripes and we have black
2: oh that's right I gotta go pick up my pants
0: yeah exactly I got more shirts to give you so oh. it's $30 uh, so just hit me up mm-hmm. and that is it Lucian did you enjoy yourself I enjoyed it Oh Mike, Mike, Mike
1: (laughs) I enjoy myself definitely And looking at all these shows that are coming to the Bay I definitely need to write them all down We are spoiled here
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I feel bad every time I'm in a show I'm like, hey, you gotta come to my show I'm in a show
1: (laughs) (laughs) show. Yeah, there's
2: only so many you can see
0: Right, exactly, but no, you know, the Bay Area is thriving And there's all sorts of great talent And, you know, great artistic, you know, people are just expressing Mm -hmm. themselves So it's awesome All right. Oh, shoot. I close it up. And of course, I have to open it up. Well, you can find our podcast anywhere. We're on the Apple podcast app on your iPhone or iPad. We're on Spotify, Overcast, SoundCloud. And now we're on the Amazon podcast. You can just go on music.amazon.com and search for The A and you'll find us. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up. I'm at Reg Space Clay.
2: I'm at Who's Your Who's Your. And hit
0: us up at the uh, the Yay uh, Facebook page. Lucian, uh, is there a social media that people can reach you?
1: Yes, I am uh, Lucian. That's my Instagram. And if you put in Lucian Baker, L U C H A N Baker, uh-huh. uh, that's how you find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not on my Twitter as much I need to start doing that more though
2: Twitter's crazy, it, it's getting crazier Yeah, Twitter slash A yeah. bunch of advertisers, major advertisers Just pulled off this last week hmm you all you get now is the Hey, hats that light up. Hey, an interesting thing for your dog. I'm like, Wow,
0: y'all eighty yeah, percent of it has nothing to do with my friends or anything that I'm interested yeah, in. It's just yeah. become a wasteland. So any, we'll see what Shall Elon show. Musk will do with it. Any case
2: he's chasing everybody off. Right, exactly.
0: Happening. Any case, uh, thank you so much. It's a wonderful Saturday afternoon. It's a little chilly, but um thank you so much, as Norman and I always say. We We gotta gotta find a a better better sign -off. off and we are out.